This is probably one of the more disturbing, like, starts to an episode that we've that we made so far. Um, there was an entire other episode that we had made. It was probably like like an hour and a half, not probably closer to two hours long, about almost almost two hours long. And right after we got done recording it, man, I've made this mistake so many times, but I mean, where else are you going to go to find whatever it is that you're looking for? Um, I, I go on, I go on the internet, I go on Twitter, right? And I, I see this, this video and it's, God, it's. It's probably the, one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, before we continue, I'm going to have the video linked down. So whether you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify or Google uh, or whatever, any other platform, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you go to the link underneath the actual episode... And it has, like, the description of what the episode is about. There will be a link to a video. And you can choose to watch it if you want. If you do, I would, like, I'm going to probably put a disclaimer. Because it's, it's, man, like, I don't, I don't, like, I mean, I show emotion to a degree. But I'm not one to, like, cry or, I mean, never mind. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of a sensitive person, but I don't cry necessarily. I don't like uh I don't like get I guess choked up for lack of a better term. <laughs> I don't have all these overwhelming emotions that just kind of make me show it. But I saw this video and I just I can't I can't play it because it's you have to see it. Like any other time that that I've had a video or whatnot. Not like almost any other time there's been audio. And I guess I can play it, but... And I guess I probably will. But before this continues, if you would, if you want to... Now, it is a disturbing, vid- disturbing video, um, but if you want to, pause this episode and go in the link of this episode. Go to the link in the description and click on the, the link. I don't know what it's going to say yet. Maybe it might say viewer something is advised. Viewer discretion is advised. That's usually what they do, right? Um, and you might be like, Josh, what's the video? Um, so <laughs> after we wrapped up filming, not filming, recording that, the past episode that was supposed to be in place of this one, I go on Twitter and I saw this video of this dude, uh, a rapper. And when I was reading what happened, he's like into a bunch of stuff. Like, I'm thinking like some gang stuff, like disrespecting a, a, a dead person um, or like his music, some other dude's music. Just just some, some crazy stuff. But that wasn't even like the whole crazy part about it. Now, keep in mind that he, he's black. He is black, uh, and the, the the people who now I guess maybe I should just say what happened before I start 
like going off on tangents. He ended up getting he ended up getting shot and he ended up dying. Now that's like normal, unfortunately. Um, so you know, like, well, you know, what's that? What's the big deal with that? Well, he uh, he was on Instagram Live, and he was in a car, and he got rolled up on by I don't know how many dudes there were. I don't know if they even know yet, like the authorities or whatnot. But he got rolled up on, and on Instagram Live, he got shot. I want to say probably like maybe like eight to ten times. The first shot hit him in the face. And then the next flurry of shots hit him in his like torso area. And ooh man. It it's like I said, it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Because it happened it, like live and you saw it. You see him get, get shot in the face and then you can just hear all the other stuff because he like like put his arms around himself to try to like shelter himself. But it doesn't even necessarily stop there. He gets shot in the face and then gets shot a bunch of times in the body. And for a second, he, he stops. I guess, like, like, realizing what just happened. And then that's when the very disturbing part starts to, to take over. Where, like, the, the guy he's on... Because he's on Instagram Live with somebody else. So somebody is, all, like, is talking to him while this is happening. They can see it happening... And then all the people watching the live can see it happening as well. But the guy he's on Instagram live with, he's like, yo, what the F happened? And he's he's asking him where he's at. And the dude who just got shot is trying to tell him. But he just got he just got lit up. Like 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 the fourth of July. Like honestly. And that's not even trying to be funny. That is like literal. They lit that man up. And you can just hear it. It sounds like he's, like, choking on his own blood. And I'm not trying to be, like, real gruesome and, and deter you from watching the video. I mean, it's it's disturbing, so if you want to watch it, go for it. Uh, but I would only I would only watch it just because it, it, it would make more sense as to where I'm going with this, with what I'm about to say. But he's, like, he can barely talk. After, like, that one second that he pauses and realizes what just happened, he starts, like, like freaking out and losing his mind. And and he, uh, like I said, it sounds like he's, like, choking, like, on his own blood, and he's, like, spazzing out because he, he he's dying right there, dying right there. Um, and there's nothing that anybody can do about it because no one else is around. The guys who shot him up um, left him there to die. There's no one around to help him. And, uh, and and at that point, it was just a matter of time before, you know, before he, before he ended up dying. So, like I said, I'm going to link it in the description if you want to watch it, go for it. But it is disturbing nonetheless. Now, I'm not saying that to deter you from watching it because if you do watch it, like I said, it makes more sense as to uh hold on <laughs> see I'm reading it right now and I'm just I don't know it's kind of um I don't know it's a little bit uh 
anger in the watch. I'm going to just read like a little bit of this article right here. But like I said, long story short, that ended up happening. If you want to watch the video, it'll be linked down. And then, like I said, pause it right here or earlier when I said it. Watch it and then come back to this. But um, but I'll just read a little bit right here. It says, uh, this is from thesun.com. It says, uh, uh, Heartbroken Pals pay tribute to rapper Indian Red Boy. What a name. After he was shot for mocking rival gangs in Nipsey Hussle. Um, the 21-year-old artist, whose real name is um, Zarel Dijon Rivera, was shot in the head three times as he sat behind the wheel of his car in the city of Hawthorne, L.A. Uh, he was chatting online to a fellow social media influencer, Capone, before shots were suddenly heard. One day before his shooting, Rivera was reportedly seen in a video throwing up gang signs. The outlet claimed that the signs were disrespectful to other gangs in L.A., and the artist reportedly went on Instagram Live the next day to explain why he made the signs, which took place, which is when the shooting took place. However, other reports claim that the rapper was killed in retali retaliation for disrespecting a mural of the late artist Nipsey Hussle. Uh, Capone, which I guess was the other guy who was uh, who was on there, shared a tragic shared the tragic news of the killing on social media. He posted a video of Indian Red Boy dancing and wrote, uh, "Long live Indian Red! I love you, gang." Tributes flooded in from fans on social media as news grew of rappers death emerged. Um just a bunch of other stuff. Bunch of other stuff. Um hold on, targeted. Shocking footage online appears to show the moment a smiling Rivera is targeted as he's talking to his friend. The rapper is then seen gasping for uh, breath. Seconds after shots are heard ringing out, a bloodied Indian red boy can be heard saying, get help, before uh, slumping in a seat. The attack reportedly occurred um, in Hawthorne at 4 p.m. on Thursday. Um, the suspect reportedly fled the scene before police arrived. It appears to have been a walk-up shooting, and he appeared to have been the target, obviously. Um... And then some more stuff. Yeah. So, the point that I'm trying to get at, oh, man, like, to even make this is is pissing me off because, like, I just need to, like, get my, my thoughts together. To even talk about this pisses me off because what happened was, and, and as they gather evidence, it, it, it's gang violence. And and I'm not going to jump to any conclusion, but technically I am 99% sure that the guy or guys who shot him were black. 99% sure. Now, I'm trying to refrain from saying too much until they gather all the evidence that they that they need, but... We know why he was shot, disrespecting gangs and and other rappers and whatnot. 
So you put two and two together, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what the situation was. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm 99% sure. 99% sure. Because if, if it was a different situation and if anyone even caught wind of it, we'd be talking about it. But no one's talking about it, even though this guy was shot in the face and, and, it, and it was live. So you can see it, right? But we're not outraged about it. And I'm, oh man, it's like, yeah, you know, disrespecting gangs and, 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 and other rappers and stuff like that. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not into that. So, I mean, it's hard for me to say whatever it is that, like, these other gangs or these other people are feeling. But they shot that man in the face and then he was on live and essentially choking on his own blood couldn't breathe, could barely talk, and then start spazzing out until he, until he was dying. It's not like he died immediately. They, they, they shot him a lot, and then that man had to essentially suffer until, until it was over with. But it, it, it's not being talked about, it, and it's so weird to me. It, it, it's so weird to me that it's not being talked about because... Like I said, had, had the circumstances been any different based on the the information that they have found already, had the situation or the circumstances been different, then we would definitely be talking about this. Now, something else is will that happen. One, one topic that doesn't get talked about a lot is human trafficking or sex trafficking, whatever you want to call it. Um, three days ago, 18 men were arrested in human trafficking investigation in a human trafficking investigation in Tennessee. 18 men. One, two, three, four, five, um, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Over half of the guys are minorities. I saw this one human trafficking case that got that got picked up a while back, and it was all white people who were the the suspects, and that that took off like crazy. Uh, but if something like this happens, and it goes under the radar. Another thing that happened, Minnesota. One day ago, yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago? It might have been yesterday or two days ago. A Minnesota state representative was pulled over. Pulled over and, uh, and it might have been, I think he's, I, well, I think, according to the body cam footage, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I would even, I'm going to even link the body cam footage down in, below in the description. He, um, he got pulled over at like one o'clock in the morning by a white police officer. And he the the police officer said that he was pulling him over because he couldn't see his plates and that he took off from a red light really fast whenever he thought he saw the officer. Now, the officer is being real respectful to the guy. He's not like being uh, like a scumbag or whatnot. And immediately the guy 
who is black, he says, I'm a, I'm a representative, by the way. So immediately what he says, almost immediately. And then the officer's like, okay. So he goes back to his car. He, like, gathers all his information. And then he goes up to the window, goes back to the window, gives him back his information, then, like, makes a point about his license either not being valid or suspended or, or, or something like that or expired, whatever the case may be. And... He gives them, I think, like a ticket or a citation. Like I said, I'll put the link to the video down below as well. So if you want to pause it here, you can go watch that. Um, but then the representative flips on a dime. Because he told the police officer he was a representative, he thought he was going to get off. But as soon as he realized he wasn't going to get off, then he pulled the race card. Immediately starts saying that you are racially profiling me, even though the police officer was just doing his job and being respectful. He's calling him sir. He's just trying to do his job and leave. The guy's like, you're racially profiling me, and you guys need to stop pulling over people for just being black, and you need to stop racially profiling black men. He's just going after them, all the stuff like that. The police department even demanded that he apologize because at this point it's just getting out of hand. My point being, and these all these things, all these situations are like different in in, in their in their own respect. But the reason I bring this up is because there are so many things that are happening. There are so many things that are happening, primarily in the black community that that we either don't see or we don't pay attention to. Now, they can be wrong on both fronts because regardless of how you feel about like disrespect or anything like that, killing someone is uh is finite. It's like it's like the ultimate end. Like you're you, like they're dead. They're not coming back. It's not call of duty, you can't respawn. You can't come back. Especially if you get shot in the face three times, and then you get shot in the body a whole bunch of other times. You are dead. But no one's talking about it. Like, no one's talking about it. The fact that no one's talking about a human trafficking case, all, almost all of the people who were involved were minorities. No one's talking about it. That's a serious thing. But you want to know what we always talk about is how police officers racially profile black people just by pulling them over. You want to know what we talk about? It's how the Olympics is racist because they suspended a black person from competing because they broke a rule, even though they've suspended white people before. You know, you want to know what we talk about? We talk about the fact that Iggy Azalea is under fire for quote-unquote blackfishing, which is just a more specific way of saying, uh, like, uh, a, a more specific term for cultural appropriation. Simply because Iggy Azalea got a tan. You want to know what we talk about? We talk about Justin Bieber blackfishing because he got locks. You want to know what we talk about? We talk about a famous Hispanic girl blackfishing because she got braids. These are the things we talk about. These are the things we talk about. The real stuff, the real stuff doesn't get looked at. Now, to 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 put fault on any specific person or group of people... That's very, very difficult to do. So you put fault on everybody. 
right? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's only bad if you, if you, if people can't accept that, or they don't necessarily see it, and maybe they don't want to see it. I've said before that, like all these issues that are going on in the world, they're they're everyone's fault because there's nobody else here but us. I don't care how much people did wrong to uh, one group of people or another. Guess what? Everybody's done wrong to somebody at some point. So everybody's at fault for all these things that go on in the world. And and when I talk about when I'm talking about all these issues, I'm not saying that white people don't have problems. Number one, I'm definitely I've mentioned this before. There are more than just white people and black people in this country. That's that's point number one. But number two is that if white people and black people are the topic of discussion, white people have issues too in their communities and, and things that they gotta settle and, and and figure out and whatnot. But as a black person, I have control over what it is that I do and I have the most influence over my community as opposed to any other community. Now we should get to a point where we're all just people and that the color of your skin doesn't matter but it's impossible at least at this point because maybe down the line it's not but at this point it's impossible because things haven't been realized yet where the people who didn't want to be segregated against had movements to end that. And now people who um, who don't want segregation, they enforce that as much as they possibly can, but don't want to deal with any, with any issues from anybody else. They want everything, but then they want to treat everybody however they want to treat them. They want to operate as, you know, in, in any capacity that they want. You know, so... Whenever I'm talking about these issues, I'm not saying that black people are the only people that have issues. I'm not saying that white people don't have issues. But what I am saying is that as a black person, I have a a front row seat to everything that is going on within this community. And the, the, the stuff that I say is from that perspective, correct? So... Whenever 13% of the population is either committing a bunch of crime or they are lacking in many different categories, I have a front row seat to that because I see that. See that in life, see that on the news, on social media. You see it everywhere, right? You, You go to school with all these people. You, you, you work with these people. So, like I said, this is probably the most disturbing episode that I've ever, like, like, not the most, I mean, I guess it is, the most disturbing episode that I've ever made. Because it's hard for me to, to get out what I'm trying to say right now just because of the, the stuff that I've seen over the past few days. But, Whenever I'm talking about these issues, I feel as though it's important to start from the beginning because, yes, we are we black people make up 13% of the population, yet we commit 56% of the violent crime. 
we kill each other at higher clips than anybody, than any race in this country. We kill each other. 13% of the population compared to, what, 72, 73% of the white population. We kill each other seven to eight times more than white people. According to, what is this? Because you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where I get the source from. The U.S. Department of Justice, Office of Justice Programs. We kill each other at seven to eight times. Uh, we kill each other seven to eight times more than white people. Yet we only make up 13% of the population. That's, that's interesting. Because black men have a very low life expectancy compared to other races. Why? Because we kill each other at such a high clip. And it's such a high clip because of the fact that we only make up 13% of the population. That's where that seven to eight times comes in. It'd be one thing if black people made up 45% of the population and then white people made up 46% of the population and black people kill each other at higher rates. It's still bad. But 13% compared to 70 plus percent. I mean, but, but just saying that, just saying that isn't going to stop people from killing each other. It's not going to stop gangs from forming. It's not going to stop, like, 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 black people just, like, causing terror to each other. But only choosing to focus on when white people do it to black people. Just, just saying this stuff isn't going to... To, to to do that, right? It's not. Which is why it's important to start from the beginning. Which is the, the, the black family itself. Like, you don't come out of the womb with a gun or with the innate, innate instinct to go in and put ten shots into somebody because they disrespected you. Correct? Th- th- this has an origin. So we're going to start from the beginning. I just want you to get comfortable with me for a second. Because <clears throat> we're going to go through a bit of a process here. Depending on how long this is, I might split it up into like two or three parts. I'm, I'm going to try to get through it in one. <laughs> but worst case scenario, I'll split it up into a couple of different parts. But going back to the beginning in in regards to the black family. You you can really analyze it a, as best as possible during times of slavery, correct? <clears throat> where, where black people were together and, you know, emotionally, physically, like in close, close proximity, obviously. Being a slave, I mean, that that's, that's kind of a given, correct? <clears throat> and the effects of slavery and and the history of this country it plays a role to, to a certain degree as to the stuff that we see in today's age. But you look at the black family back then, and essentially, his goal is to is to break it up. Right, you have all these things that that held black people back and held black people down. Like you, like like people today wouldn't survive that. 
like like anybody. I don't care who you are, black, white, it doesn't matter. Most people, if not all, <clears throat> dang, I can't stop coughing. <laughs> Most people, if not all, would not survive what black people went through throughout the course of this history. And that's that, that that's just a fact. So the ultimate goal is to break it up, is to get the black person down to the point where, where they they might even begin to see themselves as property, as, as less than a human being, or maybe not a human being at all, let alone capable of making a family or, or creating a family. And then obviously you have uh, slave owners who rape women and who have relations, um, forced relations with the the slaves that they had. And now that creates a, a whole different breed of people. Now, as a black person, I, I'm not 100% black. I have white in me. You know, um, if, if if you ever talk to me on the phone, I've been told many, many, many times that I've sounded white. If if I didn't have a picture on the on the cover of this podcast, some part people might have thought that I was white, and I get that a lot. So there's definitely white in me. So, but but like I said, looking at uh, at the at the history of this country. Doing that creates a whole nother breed. And if you look at somebody like today, like I don't know if you know who, like Omar John, like Umar, is that his name? Hold on. Because you guys know I'm, I'm, I'm bad with names. So bad with names. Let me, uh, Omar, Dr. Omar. Maybe it's Umar. Umar. Yep. Is that him? Yep. Dr. Umar Johnson. I don't know if you know who this man is, but he absolutely hates the idea of a black man being with a white woman. Or just a black person being with a white person in general. Whether it's a white woman being with a... I mean, a um, a, 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 a black woman being with a, a white man. But he absolutely hates the idea of a black man being with a white woman can't stand it primarily because of what I'm saying right now is is black people being with black people keeps the black race going same thing for any other race but then you look at the history of this country and you see white slave owners like raping black women and and now creating this like the the, these light-skinned babies you know that that creates a different like a like a, a mixed dynamic, if you will. But they're not purely black, but they'll identify as black. So, if, according to Umar, if you stop it at a certain point, then we're still good. But if you welcome it, a, a black man being with a white woman or a, a black woman being with a white man. You are essentially just subscribing to that notion that that's okay to quote unquote like break up the black family. Now I think he's 
nuts. I I understand where he might have been coming from a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, but in today's age where slavery is not a thing anymore in the United States, you can be with whoever you want because that's the goal that we're trying to get to, is that everyone should love everyone and that you shouldn't see anyone's skin color. The issue with Umar is that he believes that 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 destroys the black family. But black families today aren't even sustainable. Not all black, some black families are, but there are many black families that aren't sustainable today. So you have to find the issue within what's wrong today as opposed to trying to blame some ancient theory and, and try to like, like make it credible today. You see what I'm saying? It's like we're not enslaved anymore. So it's not like we are welcoming this, I guess, extinction of black people or, or creating this new generation of light-skinned babies and, 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 and whatnot. Like, that's not the case at all, at least from my perspective. Now, you can, you can believe whatever you want. You, you don't necessarily get to a prominent position easily unless you are controversial or you... Uh, or you are polarizing, or you divide. And, and he surely does, because I don't agree at all with that notion that uh, a black man can't be with a white woman or a, a, a black woman can't be with a white man in today's age. So, but, but that's not the point. The point is, is that that is the, the history of this country, right? And then you, you transition into today. Where, where history has already done what it's done, and it's had some effect, and it still does to a degree. But in the grand scheme of things, we live in the now. And the now is what's more important than, than, than whatever happened at any point in this country's history. At some point, we got to snap out of that, out of being hypnotized by the past, you know, in order to see what the hell is going on right now. So what is going on right now? Well... To start it at the beginning, like literally, like with, with babies, what I consider babies. Some people might not. It is what it is. There is currently a debate right now. It pertains to abortion, right? And whatever anyone's stance is on abortion, there's so many different ones. And the... Uh, the... There was a man. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of who 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 did the like little interview or whatnot. I can't remember. If I can find it, I'll put it in the, in the description of this as well. But there was this guy. He was going around on the streets of I think like New York and asking people questions pertaining to abortion. And he would go up to like like women. I don't I don't know if he went up to any men. He might have, but I I saw him go up to a lot of women. And he was asking them, he was, uh, he was asking them, like, their stance on abortion. But then he was also asking them their stance on what people call, like, a Debbie dad. Or, like, a, a dad who doesn't want to pay child support or doesn't want to be in the child's life. And he was asking, if a mother 
makes the decision that she doesn't want to have this kid. If, 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 if women can do that, if I believe the freaking, like they're calling women birth givers now, I'm going to just use what I know, women. If women are allowed to make that decision to terminate a pregnancy in which many people think and believe according to science and, and, and research and data and, and, and just have an empathy or, or whatever. I, I, I say or whatever because I never know the difference between empathy and sympathy. I know it's very, very simple and, and Lord Jesus help me, but one of those two. And just having one of those two empathy or sympathy for another being, the the question ultimately was if women can ultimately make the decision to terminate a pregnancy, I is the, the sugar coated term for it, but to have an abortion to end what will what was becoming a, a complete life. If they have the right and the ability to do that, well, then a dad has the right and the ability to leave, to not give child support, to not be in the child's life, and it's okay. Because it's not like, because if a, if a, if a man and a woman, which this happens 98 to 99% of the time, but if a man and a woman have consensual sex and then have a child, and then the woman says, hey, I just am not ready to be a mom. Maybe because I'm not financially stable or I'm not emotionally prepared to have a child. But the dad's like, hey, I want the child. Ultimately, it's the mother's decision, right? Yeah, because she's carrying the child. It's her body, her choice. That's the motto that's going around. That's ultimately her choice. Now, I don't care what anybody says about it, whether it's at... uh, and we can get into the science about it, but I'm going to leave that for a different day. But whether it's at 8 weeks, 13 weeks, 32 weeks, it doesn't even matter. If a, if a, if a dad wants that, that, that child and the mom doesn't, she can have an abortion. Where they either maybe give her a pill or they stick something up her and, 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 and prod and poke the baby and... and, and do some crazy maneuvers, inhumane in my opinion, but whatever. I'm a, I'm a man, so I'll uh, I'll leave that conversation right there, and we'll save it for a different day. But the 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 point is is that 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 can take place, despite however the man feels. But the they were asking if that's a reality, then why can't a man just leave or not provide child support if they don't want the child? If he's like, I don't want this kid. And the mom's like, yes, I want this kid. As soon as that kid comes out and if that man leaves or isn't around, he's got to pay child support. So he gets punished if he doesn't want to have the child. But the woman does not get punished if she does not want to have the child on a, on a law, lawful level. Now, from a, from, a, from a distance and maybe for like two seconds, you're like, hmm, that, that's an interesting point. But maybe if you're somebody like me, immediately after you snap out of that, you're, you're like, man, this is the stupidest, the stupidest 
conversation that I've ever heard in my entire life. You want to know why? It's because we've gotten to a point where sex is like a, it's a it, like intercourse is like a, like a sexual transaction now, where people just do it just to get off, despite the fact that they know what could potentially come of it. You know what I'm saying? So then in the, in the um, instance in which a child is brought into this world, most of our priorities are off rip. Off rip, they're they're horrible. They're off. From the jump, they're off. If if that conversation is even something that's prevalent, then I can't even imagine when a child actually comes into this world, the majority of people who are just who are just off the ball in terms of where their priorities need to be, in terms of where their mindset needs to be. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, I heard that, and I'm like, wow, that's insane. And my main focus is on the black family. That, that's my main focus. It, this could apply to anybody, but we're talking about the, the black family here. So, like I said, off, off, off rip, we're talking about, like, like, like ending the life of a child, if, if that's fine, and then walking out on the child, that should be fine as well. But like I said, we've gotten to a point in society where we're, we're, we're doing it with someone. It's just a transaction just to get off, despite what may come of it, which usually happens, like, a lot. <laughs> so whenever a child does come, like I said, we're, we're, we're off the ball to begin with. So then the child is here, right? Everything that, that, that this child experiences up to a certain point is not its fault. It's not the child's fault. Whether it's a boy or a girl, it's not the child's fault. The child is just there observing, taking in everything that it, that it sees. But if you've already had a, 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 a black community that, that has tolerated various things for so long, so all these things are tolerated in other, in other communities. But in terms of single-parent households, black the black community leads in terms of education, the black community trails in terms of financial status, the black community trails in terms of killing each other at such high clips, the black community leads doesn't mean that this stuff doesn't happen in white communities or any other community. It's just, we either lead or we trail at, at, at very alarming rates and, and P and new beings, new humans, new babies who were brought into this world they experienced that. So yeah, okay, let's say let's say this kid is born, right? And then their dad walks out on them. Well, that's standard because black, uh, like I said, the black community um, leads in, in regards to single parent households. And usually they have the, 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 the parent that's present is the mother, not the father. Now, I know we're moving into this whole world where there can be two dads in the household or two moms in the household, whatever the case may be. It, for the sake of this conversation, we're just going to like speak to the more uh, traditional sense of a, of a mom and a dad. Because in, in regards to like the LGBTQ community and whatnot, it, it's it's a fairly new movement compared to anything else. And that's not to say that being gay is new. It's just 
this boom is what's new. But just to, to like I said, for the sake of the conversation, we're going to stick to the traditional sense because there, there still is value. Contrary to popular belief, there still is value in having a mother and a father in a home for anybody, especially for black people, in which they are lacking of that in, 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 in so many different regards. So if you want to look at the black family, like I said, this child is, is there, and their dad walks out on them. Now, was it their dad's fault that they walked out, that he walked out? Technically, yes, but, I mean, who did he learn that from? So, is he just doing what he knows? I mean, who knows? But then let's say he stays in, right? He stays in. Now, I've said it before. The culture that we tolerate as, as black people, the, the, the thing that we put on Front Street is our music, is our pop, all that stuff like that. That's the stuff that we tolerate. So regardless of who's in this kid's life, that's the stuff that, that they see, most likely, especially if they're born in the hood and all the stuff like that. They see the guns, they see the drugs, they see it all. So let's say they start to grow up, right, regardless of if they have a dad in the family or not. We'll, we'll do both scenarios, though. Let's say that, they, let's say that their dad left, right, because that's standard. It's more common than any other community, any other racial community in this country. So let's say that the, the dad leaves and it's just the, the, the kid and the mom, right? They start to grow up, they start to go to school, and they start to hang with people. They start to get, they maybe get a phone, have internet access. They get on social media. They, they see what's going on. They start to absorb all this. They start to dress a certain way. They start to talk a certain way. Start to use certain words, certain slurs. Maybe they start to do drugs. They start to tow guns. All of these are learned behaviors that are all too common in the black community. Doesn't mean that they only happen in the black community. It's not exclusive to the black community. But it's all too common in the black community. And once again, it's not like that baby came out and said, mm, I want to go do drugs. Or, hey, I want to go shoot somebody. Or, hey, I want to join a gang. None of that. It was, I'm growing up and I'm learning this stuff. Now, is it my fault that I'm learning this stuff? Not really. I'm just looking at what I see and I'm picking it up. I'm thinking that this is life. This is what life is. So they go through and, they, you know, they go through life and they're doing what they're doing. And like I said, they get older. Maybe they're a teenager, you know, late teens, whatever. And they start to get in, into some real stuff. They start to listen to rap music. Uh, and if they don't have a dad, that's their influence. That's the person that they look up to or the people they look up to. Then they, they, they start toting guns. They maybe join gangs or... or, or they get into a bunch of illegal stuff, maybe start selling dope, a variety of things, you name it. And a lot of the stuff is even common when the dad is present. But it's, it's, it's much easier to get to that point if the dad is gone. And since dads are gone a lot, 
then you see that. You see that happen over and over and over again. To the point where then they get up to maybe, like I said, late teens, early 20s. They start getting into some stuff, and maybe they get arrested. Right? So now they're adding to the statistics of, of, of black incarcerations, which are, we, we have the highest incarceration rate in the United States in relation to our population size. Correct? I think there may, like, there's like six uh, odd some million people that are in prison in the United States, around there, I think, give or take. And about a million to two million of them, between like a million and three million, are black people. It'd be one thing if all those black people got arrested and sent to prison in like 1950 and got like a thousand year sentences. No, a lot of the people who are, a lot of the black people who are getting arrested today are getting arrested for gun charges, for uh, drug charges, for uh, gang related activity, for uh, homicides. And most of them, 80 to 90% of the time, when it's a homicide, is a black person who killed another black person. But where are they getting this from? But and then at that same time, is it their fault? You know, you can't just tell a 17-year-old kid to put down a gun if that's all he knows, right? You just can't do that. As much as we would want to, as much as observers and people on the outside would want to, you can't just tell them to do that. So then they grow up and they might be go to jail, they add to the statistic. Then maybe they get out, maybe they become a rapper. Maybe they were rapping beforehand. They get some notoriety. They start rapping about guns and, and all this stuff like that. The stuff that they know, right? So the drugs that they were doing, now they're feeding that out to the black community in a, in a, in a vocal sense. And they're getting paid for it. And they're like, oh, yeah. Or maybe they're getting some attention, whatever, whatever the case may be. Maybe they're getting both, money and attention. Who knows? But let's just say that they're getting both. They're starting to get some money, starting to get some followers, some views, what have you. So they're rapping about all this stuff that, they, that they're either doing or that they were doing and now that they don't have to do whatever. But let's say that they're still doing it, right? Because they're new into the game. So they're still doing it. They get arrested a couple times, a couple more times for whatever the case may be. The people who they used to be, they used to be the babies and the, and, the, and the kids and then the teenagers, those people are now looking up to them. Correct. They are now looking up to them. They, they are their influence. You remember when that kid was a, a kid or a teenager and didn't have a dad and had to look up to somebody? Well, because these new kids who have come into the world also don't have dads or they have poor influences. They, they are now looking up to that kid who is at the top of his rap game or just could be coming into the prime of him. They see him rapping about guns, drugs, all this stuff like that. They also see him getting arrested. They see him going to jail. They see him in, in, in all these things. They are inspired by that. But can you blame them? Because that's all they know. That's all they know. So, 
Like I said, they, they, they see these things. They see this, this kid doing whatever he's doing, right? And after he gets out, gets out of jail, you know, like stops, you know, doing whatever he's doing, you know, like to, to keep putting himself back in that position, now he's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of influence. Now he realizes he doesn't really have to be out here like that for real. Maybe he has... Uh, a bunch of kids, you know, because he got a few baby mamas. Yeah. So now he can, now he can be, now he can go and purchase a, a real big house, million dollar house. Got a bunch of cars. You know, he, he's kids are you know, still like babies practically. You know, he's he, he's got all these nice clothes, all this nice jewelry. He's posting it on. Social media, he's decking his kids out. He's doing all this stuff, right? But he's still rapping. Like, he's still in the streets, and he's still doing, still toting guns and and whatnot. And the kids who have now taken his place, the new kids, they see that, and and they think that he's still in there, right? They think he's still in the streets doing all this stuff, even though he's a millionaire, and living his life and not really out there like that for real. They still think he is. So guess what? Then they go out there. And the cycle repeats itself. Then you want to know what's all too common? Is that that dude who was at the top of his game. Selling all this stuff back into the black community. It's essentially recycling it. Guess what? He goes back to what he knows. That's, that's exactly what he does. He goes back to what he knows. Even though he doesn't have to be in the streets. He goes back to what he knows. He's got a couple kids. They're babies, practically. He's got a couple of kids who need a dad, right? Instead, he goes back out to what he knows and goes back in the streets one more time or whatever he was doing. Gets shot, dies, and then the cycle repeats itself. Now, these kids are going to grow up with no father. All the stuff that he was rapping about gets recycled back into the community. For the new people to come up. Is it really their fault though? And I'm not just coming up with a hypothetical here. Because I've been going on for about like 10 minutes now. Some of it was hypothetical. But as I got into a groove. I was referencing a specific specific person. Now if you're not (laughs) privy to all things rap or whatnot. A person who. the, the, The main guy who I had in mind guy by the name of King Von. King Von got shot. I want to say a little... got shot and... and it's, man, I haven't said that out loud and... Wow, that's crazy. That is actually insane. I have not said that out loud in a very long time. And it's crazy because, like I said, if you listen to rap from just, just, just the music, just a, a lyrical perspective, like you don't live any of that stuff, you're not into that stuff... When you listen to these, when you listen to these guys, you're like, wow, you know, that's like, like, he's actually really cold. He's really, really good at what he does. But he just couldn't stay away, right? You just, you just have to be in there. And he ended up getting shot and killed, and he left his kids behind. Mind you. Now, hold on. I, I got a couple of things put up here, but let me look up. This man, um, 
King Von's net worth was was almost a million dollars. Now, that's definitely not how much money he had. Net worth is not equivalent to how much money you have in the bank. He obviously had way more. You're signed to a record label. You, you, you got all these big rappers in your corner. You know, you're, you're doing all these shows. You got a lot more money. And you kind of have to. You got kids now. But he's rapping about all this stuff that he's doing or that he used to be in. And now he's ascended to this part, this, this part of life where he doesn't have to do that stuff anymore. But just one more time, right? One more time. Got, got shot and killed in Atlanta. Having a, I think he was having a shootout with like the police or something like that. Get shot and killed in Atlanta, I, I believe outside of a nightclub. Um, and, and at that time, he started beefing with another rapper. Started having beef with another rapper. And then the rapper made a song about him, like dissing him or whatnot after he died. And it's the craziest thing ever. Craziest thing ever. But I bring all this up because, like, you can you can tell from it. It's, it just keeps repeating itself. And, and as I, I have to keep saying this because... If I don't, <laughs> you know, I just, I, whatever. You just have to keep saying it. These, these cycles that repeat themselves, doesn't, it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen to any other community. That's not what I'm saying. But when you look at the statistic that, uh, let me look at it, because I have a put up right here. Back in, when was this taken? Hold on. This 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 data was collected over the past five years. So on average, seventy four point three percent of of white children below the age of eighteen live with both parents, while only thirty eight point seven percent of African American children under eighteen live with both parents. So when that's the case, when and that's not in comparison to each other. That's in comparison to how many people live within that community. The number could, could be 100%, right? That means of the 40 million black people in this country, 100% of the families that have been created have a, uh, two parents in the household and they have at least one child. But for the black community, it's 38%. For the white community, it's 74%. Now, the, the reason I bring this up is because, like I said, you, you hear what I'm saying, and you see how it's just this cycle over and over and over again. But whose fault really is it? You know, it, is it that kid's fault? Who, who, that's all they know. All they know is the guns, the drugs, the money, the, the, the hood, whatever. Because even when you get out of the hood, I don't know why I just said hood like that, hood. Lord Jesus. <laughs> but whenever you get out of the hood, whenever you stop really messing with that stuff, eventually you come back to it. As you can see, or, you know, if you know about King Von, if you don't, I mean, now you do. Making a lot of money, real successful, real talented. Just if you just listen to rap music. Like, I'll listen to rap music, but I've gotten, like, I don't, I don't listen to rap music and then go out and try to live it. 
you know. I, like if I listen to rap music, I, and I, I'm really selective about the rap music that I listen to. If I listen to a rap a rap song, nine times out of ten is by someone who really really knows how to, you know, mess around with the words that they're saying. You know, who has some real slick lingo when it comes to the stuff that they rap about. But I don't just listen to rap just just because it's no longer my go to thing. I just can't do it. But listening to somebody like him, I'm like, you know, like you listen and you're like, wow, he actually is talented. But just slides right back into doing whatever it was that he was doing before he got to that point. <clears throat> and it's unfortunate to see, but you see it so much in the black community. So it's like, okay. Whenever you're whenever you're looking at that, whenever you're analyzing that. Like I said, you ask yourself, whose fault is it? I can sit up here and say, all day and say, hey, black people, you know, this is going on in the community and and, 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 and this is the current situation of, of the black community as a whole and we just need to get our stuff together. You need to get your stuff together, yada, yada, yada. But that's not really realistic because you can tell me that eating Doritos is not healthy for you and eating salad is. But if Doritos taste really good or if Doritos is all I've ever really eaten, I don't care how many times you tell me that salad is is good. It, it, it's not going to change overnight that I'm going to just drop Doritos and start eating salad, if ever. You know, like there has to be some real, there has to be a real intervention that takes place to get you to make such a drastic shift, to make a drastic change. You know, so whenever, uh, like I said, whenever you're talking about something like this, you have to be real careful in, in, in how you go about it because someone is at fault. At a certain point, when you get to a certain age, yeah, it's your, you know, things that, that happen to you most, for the most part, are your fault, good or bad. But the people that I look at are like, the, the, the people at the top, right? Let's, let's take a look at politicians real quick. For politicians. Politicians need, especially if you're on a certain side of the political spectrum, politicians need black people to be struggling because then they step in and claim that they are the savior of the black community, that they will help in all of these different categories, Right now, I'm gonna say something that's very unpopular. I don't really care if it's unpopular because it's a fact. And me saying this is not like saying that one party is better than the other or one candidate is better than the other. I think politics as a whole has a, an agenda to divide people purposely because that's what they need in order to stay in power. And I don't like it at all. I'm not a fan of either party for real. If I were to freaking run for president, I'd probably start my own party. <laughs> But if you look at unemployment last year, before all this COVID stuff hit, unemployment overall was at uh was at like what was it three and a half percent? I want to say unemployment was at three and a half percent. 
And that was for the entire country. And that translated into the black unemployment rate, specifically hitting historic lows. And this was back in 20, uh, what was that, 2020. Between 2019 and 2020. Um, Now, whenever you look at the unemployment rate, and like I said, I know that this is unpopular because of who was the president at the time, but the facts is what what actually matters. And at some point it has to matter more than just like the the the, the guy who was or the, the man or the woman who was in place during that time. So according to USA Today, high unemployment um under Trump led uh black people experiencing led to black people experiencing the largest income gains. Real median income grew by 7.9% for black people in 2019. That outpaced 2018's income growth by uh, 2.6%. And 2017's income decline of negative 2.4%. Notably, black median income growth last year surpassed income growth rates under the Obama administration. Um... And then uh, said income gains for black people translated into economic mobility. Not only did the poverty rate for blacks fall to an all-time record low uh, in 2019, but it also dipped below 20% for the first time. At the other end of the economic scale, more black households earned six-figure incomes than the year before. Um... The financial fi- the financial picture for black people and all Americans undoubtedly looked different because of the pandemic, obviously. Um, and that messed everything up, and that's what people tend to focus on. But, uh, but prior to that, and even after, like, the dust settled with uh, COVID, things were back on the uptick. And it goes on to say, in addition to job creation... Entrepreneurship uh, flourished under the Trump administration, according to the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation's report on early stage entrepreneurship in 2019. The average rate of new entrepreneurs under the president's first three years surpassed the averages of averages for the previous two presidents. Uh, Woman-owned businesses also surged, adding more than 1,800 new businesses each day in 2017 and 2018, well outpacing the rate under Obama. Uh, Remarkably, firms owned by women of color grew at double the rate of women overall. So, my point being is that, like I said, this is not to, to prefer one or the other. I'm just looking at the facts, what the facts tell me, the numbers tell me. Whenever I'm looking at the current administration, nothing really has happened. I mean, I'm I'm looking at my watch right now. It tells me that it's July. July, right? About the middle of July. The election was over in November. He's been in office since January, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. So for six months, you've had the White House, you've had the House of Representatives, and you've essentially had the Senate. 
and nothing has been done for black people, right? That, 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 that's basically a fact. Very little, if anything at all, has been done for black people. So when I say hold politicians accountable, politicians, especially if they come from a particular side, any politician needs somebody to struggle, but specifically black people, more times than not, you're coming from a specific side. You need black people to struggle. You do. And when you're only given two options on who to vote for, you, you, you tie a lot of people's hands because all they can do is take your word for it, that you're going to do what it is that you say you're going to do. But then they try to like trick you into thinking that like, nothing can be done in Congress because Congress is so divided. I've been to uh, the capital of states before, and I've seen, I've seen these politicians in action. My, I, I might have even mentioned it before. It's essentially like a big high school. They got, they got a school bell. They, 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 they have their, like, cliques. Whenever they're, like, in session, instead of focusing, most of them are just talking like having their own side conversations. Yeah, I wonder why nothing is done. It ain't because you guys can't sit in a room and compromise. I mean, sometimes it is. But you mean to tell me that you have full control of Washington, D.C., and you can't pass, you really can't pass any policy for black people at all to improve the quality of their education, of their health, of their financial situation, of their housing. You can't do that? That's BS. But we don't hold them accountable, right? Because, because we're told who we want to go after. We're told who we want to attack. Um, we're told who we want to believe certain narratives about. I, I talk, we, we had a whole episode about hypocrisy. It's, it's called Don't Be a Hypocrite. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But that, that whole thing was about how these politicians, especially the ones who are elected now, spent the past year saying stuff and, and running their campaign based on certain principles and then completely flipping on those on a dime as soon as they got elected. Yet no one gives them any BS for it. No one gives them any crap for it. No one calls them out on it. You want to know why? There's, there's a bias um, when, when certain people get in. Uh, the, the people who control this whole show know how to spin these, these, these stories, these narratives. They know what to do. They know how to suppress certain information. They know what they're doing. It's all a power thing. So you, you have to hold them accountable, right? You do. Because once you understand that the only reason that they can get elected, the only reason why they have a job is because people are divided. So this whole notion that they're, they're, they're coming into office to bring people together, I heard that so much. When Joe Biden got elected, oh, finally we have a normal president again. And he just, he just like the his speeches just give this this thing of hope and whatnot and all this stuff like that. Okay, absolutely not. That's not the case at all. They they say it, but they know it's not possible with the the the, the stuff that they do, the tactics that they use. They know it's not possible to bring people together with the way that they're trying to do it. Because they know the message is what gets people to the polls. 
But once you get to the polls and you vote them in, they're, they're, they're in there for at least the next four years, unless somebody gets impeached, but that's rare, unless you're Donald Trump, then it's a common thing. You get impeached every Tuesday. But that's actually insane. That man got impeached twice. Wow. Sleep kid. Anyways, uh, but yeah, you're, you're in there for the next four years. As I said before, to reap the benefits of your position. You just got to preach the message about bringing people together. But you don't really want that, do you? Because you need people to be separate. You need people to not like each other, to hate each other. You need people to be struggling in order to have a job. You want to know why a lawyer... The only reason a lawyer has a job is because people commit crime. Like a defense attorney or a prosecutor. only reason they have a job. You know? Only reason why a, a, a guy at freaking Advanced Auto Parts has a job is because people drive cars. So everyone has some type of occupation because someone either needs something or is always in a, in a predicament of some sort. You know, so for politicians, they need people to either be struggling or they need people to hate each other. They need people to be divided. And that's always been a thing and it will always be a thing. That's why they're in office. You know, they, they need their four to eight years to submit their legacy. Joe Biden's in his 80s. So he's got he's to he's do something. He's got to do something to get people talking about him for the next however many years. And what better way than to win the presidency? Not actually do something. Because that takes effort. And, and that means that you actually really want to help people. But just to be the president, people will talk about you. They kind of have to. Especially because he was the vice president as well. Now you're the president. Yeah, people are going to talk about you. But they need people to be in certain predicaments in order to get elected. To have those people vote for them. It's a very simple concept. And until those people are held accountable, we will be in the same predicaments that we were always in. We will be told to go burn down our communities. You think we did that on our own? No. We, we were riled up. We were riled up. You know, we were egged on that CNN will send out a freaking a reporter on the street and they'll be they'll be showing off all the fires and all the flip cars and all the people chanting and, and all this stuff like that. And they'll call that a peaceful protest. It's mostly peaceful. That's what they'll call it. So they tell us to, to you know, to do that stuff. And, and this doesn't just apply to black people, but since we're talking about black people, that's the focus. Where they'll say jump, we'll say how high. That, that, that's the predicament that we found ourselves in. Because we don't hold them accountable. If everyone, if everyone just, like, didn't tune into the news for, like, one day, you know how much of a hit that would take to, like, CNN? Like, like or, or, or Fox or MSNBC, anybody. Any one of those outlets. If everyone just for one day just didn't tune into any of those or maybe for two days, you know how big of a hit that would take 
Now, obviously, they get on TV and lie about their ratings, but if some real data came out that showed that people just straight up did not watch, the ratings were zero, that, that, would, that would take a major hit because it's very, it's very possible for everyone to just not look at it, right? Very possible. But does that happen? No. It's, it's unlikely at, at the, the highest degree for that to happen. But long story short on that, like I said, they need people to be in certain situations in order for them to be elected. In order for them to have a job, they need us to to be struggling or they need us to hate to, to hate each other. They need us to hate white people. They need, they need us to do whatever it is that they need us to do. And more times than not, we do it. But they stop whenever we hold them accountable. That's when we, as a, as a nation, stop being puppets to a, a, a governing body. You know? And then on the flip side, like I said, when you're looking at people to put the blame on, everyone's to blame. But when you're looking at the main people who can really do something about it, you look at these black people who have made it to the top. I've talked about this before as well. The LeBrons of the world or the, the rappers of the world. The people who have made it to the top and can really see all this from a bird's eye view. What are they doing? They're preaching the same message. How hard it is to be black in America. Or whenever these protests, these things happen, they're egging them on. I don't see, I don't see them out there. I don't see all these celebrities. I don't see all these athletes out there. But they're egging it all. Right? They're subscribing to this notion. They're backing certain candidates publicly. Even if the candidate is using them as a puppet. Which many of these athletes, many of these... Uh, uh, what? Celebrities. Most of them, if not all of them, are puppets. Or they're bots. Or they're cogs in a big political machine in which their platform will be used in order to get somebody in. The entire time uh, I saw during the election, I saw all these NBA guys like, like tweeting their support for Joe Biden. And I'm like, okay, if you support Joe Biden, that's all good and, and, and well. Don't just support him because he's, cause you're black and you got to vote Democrat and you don't like Donald Trump because you think he's a racist or you... You, whatever the case may be, you have none to back it up with. Don't do that. But if you really want to support him, that's fine. But guess what? After he got in, I didn't see none of these people hold this man accountable or the vice president accountable. None. Not at all, whatsoever. So we got to hold them accountable as well, correct? Because they can see everything that's going on. And they've made it. And they're black. So they know they, they know they know all the different like areas of the black community. They know the various different lot the like the various lives that, that different black people live. They 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 have the money, the influence to do things about it. Yet they still continue to be bots. To, to live in like like in, in this world as a puppet. And and they're the bigger puppets because then they rub off on the smaller puppets. You know? If you got 
if you if you're a professional athlete and you got 38 million followers on Twitter and 97 million followers on Instagram, you got a you got a lot of puppets that you're controlling as a bigger puppet at the mercy of a puppet master who it doesn't matter it don't matter how much money you got unless you unless you open up your mind to any other possibility of life other than what you've been told you know you, you might as well just be like everybody else you just have a bigger platform you know but but holding these people accountable but the best way to do it is to is to open is to open one's mind. It's as simple as that. And it's hard. It is hard. And and most of the time you gotta have somebody else to wake you up to that. But if one person who has an open mind wakes somebody else up, then that person wakes somebody else up. And this is not anything similar to this woke culture that we live in now. Where all these people believe, you know, that that that's a whole nother com- like conversation. Like people being woke is is not at all what I'm talking about. In terms of I'm talking about waking up your mind, like thinking things on a either an intellectual level or or a deeper level, just not on the surface level. Because you think about it on the surface level, you analyze these things on the surface level, and we keep finding ourselves in these situations that repeat over and over and over. Again. It's kind of like deja vu, except the next person who comes after you is living it. Over and over and over again. Over and over again. It's as simple as that. But the best way to do it is to address the issues within our community first. I would love to say, hey, the people at the top need to lead the charge on this. But it really starts from the bottom up. It starts with things like this. Like just having a conversation about it. Being open to having a conversation about it. You don't really have to be woke. Or you don't, like you have your mind awakened to just be open to having a conversation. Right? Be willing to have a conversation. Be willing to, to, to see the issues within the black community. Because there are issues. Right? We talked about this last week. Where, where like I said, we're, we're under the interpretation that that, that white people are, are just so evil and that they're the only ones who can do bad things to the black community. They're the only people who can be racist, yada, yada, yada. If you want to absolutely know something, absolutely know the truth. I'm, I'm black. You guys know this by now. I would assume so. I am an African-American male in the United States. Anybody that I have ever been hurt by, whether it was name-calling when I was in school, like... Uh, I'm in college now, but whenever I was like in high school and middle school and elementary school, even in preschool, I remember my preschool days. Normally kids, I don't know if many kids remember their preschool days. I remember them like they were yesterday. But uh, but anybody that I've ever been like, like that, in, that has called me by a name, like a bad name that I didn't like, Anybody who I've ever gotten into a fight with. And, and, and keep in mind, I was very, very small growing up. You know, I didn't hit 100 pounds till maybe I was like a junior in high school, sophomore, junior in high school. And I don't have any like, any like, like 
condition or anything like that. I was just a small dude. I ate a lot, but that stuff would just go through me like I was hollow. So I didn't hit 100 pounds till I was like a sophomore, junior in high school. It was four foot 10, four foot 11 until that time as well. And then finally got over five feet. So I was a small dude, very, very small for most of my life. So anybody that I've ever gotten picked on, that I mean, everyone, anyone who's ever picked on me or, 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 or I've gotten into a fight with or, or anything like that, they've all been black, and I'm black. What is that, racist? Is that racist because they, they were hit, picking on me or whatever? And this isn't a sob story. I've had friends. I've had a lot of friends. But that doesn't mean that I haven't had my fair share of, of, of kids who were just straight up mean. I wish I could use another word, but I can't. But that doesn't mean that I haven't had had to deal with my, like I said, the kids, my, my fair share of kids who were mean. Kids can make your life a living hell when you're just trying to go to school and have some fun. They can really do a number on you. I've been in so many fights, more fights than I can count. And they've all been with a black with a uh, a black kid. I'm not intimidating, or I mean, I wasn't intimidating then. So I was never the aggressor, never. Trust me, I wasn't the one getting in people's faces and and and, and trying to press an issue. The issue was always pressed with me, and it was always by another black kid. Anytime I've ever been called a name or anything like that, it's always been by another black person. You get what I'm saying? If a white person did it, it's racist. If a white person does it today, it's racist. If a black person does it, oh, maybe they're just jealous or they're, they're just mean. Well, if a, oh, if a white kid does it or if a white person does it, why can't they just be mean? Why can't they just be, why can't they just be jealous? We, going back to the, the representative, like I said, I'll, if I can remember, I pray to God that I do, I'll leave the link to the video in the description for the representative was uh, has no evidence of anything of the sort. It's just a routine traffic stop. But because he didn't get off by telling the cop that he was a representative, he immediately resorts to, you're just pulling me over because I'm black. Okay, well, if that was a black cop who pulled you over and you said, hey, I'm a representative, hoping to get off and then didn't get off, and then he still came back to your car with a ticket, what are you going to say? You're just pulling me over because I'm black? No, you're not going to say that at all. Now, I mean, if you have an issue with him, you're not going to say it on the, like, that it has anything to do with race. You're not going to say that. Because you guys are both black, right? Maybe the cop is just a, you just think he's a mean cop or whatever. But you're not going to say he's racist or that, you know, he just doesn't like you because you're black. He's not going to say that. But because it's a white police officer, and that is a black individual, now he's going to say it. So now we got to get to the point where we can't even pull over black people anymore because anytime a white police officer does, well, you're being racist or you're racially profiling me. Not saying it doesn't happen, but to assume that it happens every single time now is getting ridiculous. And it's, like I said, you're essentially taking it for granted like, like the, the, the race card that you have. Or you're jumping on the backs of black people who have been through real stuff and trying to use that as a way to get out of bad situations. That you, like, you essentially made, you perpetuated, you started, you built up whatever. 
So back to my original point, like I said, if, if, if all these black kids are being mean to me, they're just being mean. But if a white kid does it, or if a white person is being mean to me, or if a white person beats me up, or if a white person, you know, um, calls me a name, or, or whatever the case may be, now they're a racist. Get the hell out of here. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not that, it's, honestly, you know, not saying it doesn't happen, but to just assume that every single time that, that, that happens, that that's the case, like I said, any time that I've ever gotten into altercation with somebody, whether it be at school or out of school, it has almost exclusively been with black people. And it is so ironic because all of my best friends throughout my entire life have been white. In kindergarten, I had a best friend. He was white. Between uh, um, fourth and sixth grade, I had a best friend. He was white. Seventh grade. Oh, wait, no. Eighth grade. I met this, uh, this kid. He was in seventh grade, so he was a year under me. And I knew him from then all the way up until I graduated high school because we went to the same uh, middle school and the same high school. Great guy. Really good friend of mine. He was white. Two of my best friends in high school. White. One of the only few friends that I talk to today. White. And then the other one is freaking... Uh, is Mexican. So none of them are black. And that's not, that's, not, that's not by design. That's not on purpose. It's not like I'm just scouting out all the white people and avoiding all the black people. I've had a lot of black friends. I still have black friends. I, I, you know, whenever they come into town from college and, and whatnot, we go, you know, we hang out, we hoop, we go out to eat, we do whatever. So, I, yeah, I have black friends. But I'm talking about the, 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 the people or the couple of people that I talk to on a daily basis, that I, that I do stuff with on a daily basis, that I interact with on a daily basis, they are white. So it's very ironic. But like I said, all the people that I've ever gotten into a fight with, whether does, doesn't matter how the fight went. Now, yeah, I've lost my fair share of fights, but I've won a couple, you know. So, and trust me, the, 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 the boxing, there was very little relation. I wasn't thinking about all the times I got into a fight whenever I got into boxing. <laughs> Even though that's, I guess, a valid reason to do so. But all the people I've ever gotten into fights with, all the people who have ever, like, called me names because of my size or, or just, just wanted to be just, just mean, just straight up mean, they all been black. So what, so what you got to say about that? You know, so we got us. We have to look within the community to see the issues that we have to deal with before we can start to expand to essentially change the the landscape of the world itself. But in order to do that, we we have to acknowledge that there is something wrong within our community. There's something wrong within every community. But I feel as though we have this sense of either entitlement or that. Like anything that happens is not necessarily our fault or that we don't we aren't supposed to take the bulk of the blame. There's a lot of like a lot of theories that I have, but those are among the few. And 
I know everybody has different life experiences. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, people see life the same way. Of course they don't. But, you know, and, and I know there are people, like black people out there who have experienced racism or whatnot. But really think about it. Really think about it. I think, like, like many people look for something to be offended by just so that they can be popular. And what I mean by that is it is popular in the black community to be a victim. We've ultimately embodied that identity. It is popular. It gets us out of bad situations. You see the Shakira Richardson situation? People want her to run in the Olympics, even though she broke a rule. You may think the rule is stupid, and okay, you take up the rule with the Olympic Committee, which is not just a United States thing, it's an international thing, it's a worldwide thing, but whatever. You take that issue up with them. But people want her to run because they feel as though she's a victim in this situation and she should not, this should not have happened to her. Even though there's a rule in place that prevents her from doing what, that, that pro, um, uh, prohibits her from competing if she does what she did. Even though she did it. People still want her to run because we embody this victim, this, this, this victimhood, the representative who, like I said, I'm going to link the video in the description of this episode. He wanted to play victim. He wanted to get off on his, on his position. Hey, I'm a representative, by the way. Right, I mean, right before you go back to your car, I just want to throw that out to you. I'm a representative. But as soon as he got hit with that ticket, now he wants to be the victim, you know? We, 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 we do it. We're so good at it because we do it on a daily basis. And we, use, we, we jump on the backs of people who are real victims and then try to justify it for the day. Now, now, it depends on the type of person you are. If someone says the N-word to me, honestly, I'm going to just keep on trucking, to be quite honest with you. You know, black people say it to me all the time. So if a white person says it to me, I know the the... the the common theme is that white people aren't supposed to say it, and if a white person does say it, now we got an issue. Like, honestly, if you're, if, you're not, if you're not physically attacking me, if you're not harassing me, at that point I'm just looking for something to be offended by. Especially because nowadays the N-word is, is like a, a, a new word for like somebody's like friend or whatnot. Even if a white person says it, which I'm not saying that they should, but I'm also saying that if we don't want certain people saying it, then we shouldn't say it. But my point is is that for me personally, I wouldn't be offended. I'll just keep it moving. Especially if they're just being ignorant or whatnot. I'm going to just keep it moving. Because if I just want to stop and sit down, I'm going to have to think about something to be offended by. Oh my goodness, he just called me this. Or if you say anything else. You know? So, everyone has their own life experiences. But what we shouldn't do is try to look for something to be offended by. And then compare that to, to, to what has happened in the past before. Because what has happened in the past before, that was some real stuff. Some real oppression. Some real racism. Some real stuff. Right? So... With that being said, it's like, yes, everyone has their own personal experiences. 
and those should be acknowledged. But at some point, we have to we have to focus on what's really going on. And I've had many episodes about that, so I'm not going to go over every single issue within the black community. But they're they're there, they're there, and we focusing on all of this other BS, right? Trust and believe that there is no politician, there is no football player, there is no athlete, there is no celebrity who is looking out for you like you can look out for yourself. Especially being a community where you can come together, right? Instead, we're shooting each other in our in cars in the face in broad daylight, right? Instead, we're not holding each other accountable for sex trafficking, right? These are the things that we're doing or not doing. But now we then we we then want to get pissed when it's a white person doing it to us. Like, do we really value our lives, like, on a selective basis? Because that seems to be the thing. But, but, like I said, it, for a lot of these issues, it's like, is it really our fault? Yes and no. Okay, well, for, for, for both arguments or for both sides, talk about it. Have a sense of community, damn it. Like, we, we, I didn't, I've heard the term the black community so much. Well, let's have a sense of community, you know? Because, it, I mean, what, what, what has happened in the world has happened. To, to, to start at a, a level zero and then work our way up is the mentality that I believe that people should have. But the best way to do that is to do what everyone can do. Is to communicate. Now, I don't want to say talk specifically. It's just to communicate. Maybe you don't speak English, or maybe you can't talk at all, or maybe you have a disability, or maybe you are shy, whatever the case may be. But there's always a way to communicate, whether it's through yourself or through somebody else. Always a way. So let's start there, right? Let's start there. Instead of just demonizing everybody and then trying to just beef with everybody. That's what, that's what they want. You know? And the last episode, we had a conversation. Trust and believe that won't be the last one. That's just the, the start of the conversations that we're going to have. Because it's necessary. So... With that being said, it's just in order to start somewhere, you have to have a sense of community where we have to acknowledge that we're the only people on this planet. Human beings are the only people on this planet. So with that knowledge in mind, you're like, well, okay. In order to fix the stuff that's wrong to the best of our ability, we got to be able to sit down or stand up or lay down, whatever you want to do, and talk about it. You know, it doesn't happen at, 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 at the federal level. It doesn't happen at the state level. It doesn't happen at the local level. It doesn't even happen with all these, these, like, the, these, these personalities. They all have agendas, or they all have, like, specific viewpoints that they only report on. Most of these people build platforms 
based on reporting on one side of for one side of the aisle. Because their goal is to get everyone to that side of the aisle. Instead of just to get everyone to the freaking middle of the damn store. Because in the middle of the store is 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 Switzerland. Is where everyone is, is just a person. They're not a color. They're not a political party. They're not a target. They don't care about, you know, disrespect because of what somebody said or, or whatever like that. They're not tripping off that. They're, 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 they're so concerned with having the best life that they could possibly can have right now when they're here. And then at the same time provide, like, like shaping a world that is uh, livable. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, not just livable just at the bare minimum, but livable at the highest level for those that come after them. So, like, like, where's the sense of community? That needs to be found. And talking about it is a start, but like I said, in order to get to that part, that's what needs to be done. Have a sense of community. And talk about these freaking problems, man. And it's not the concept is simple. The execution is a little bit harder, but you work at it. It's as simple as that. Blaming people for this or that or the third, or going after people or demonizing people. I mean, come on now. Everyone's already brainwashed, and and, and their their minds have been constructed. To believe that they have been conformed to believe that. So, over time, to break out of that is is important. It's very very important because then that 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 starts that that trend of of people just becoming people. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. I know I keep saying it's as simple as that. The concept is simple. The execution is a lot harder. But, you know, the, 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 the best things in life are never easy at all whatsoever. And this is one of them. With that being said, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, like I said, I just go out there, talk to somebody. For one day, just one day, me and my uncle were talking about this and it made a lot of sense. If everybody, for one day... Just one day, like kind of what we talked about earlier, a little bit earlier in this episode, but like what a different uh, thing on it, different twist on it. If one day, for one day, if people said, you know what, I'm going to care just a little bit more about somebody else other than myself today, everybody, if they just did that, the, the entire the, the the government, all the governments in the world would would have to shut down because they wouldn't know what to do. Well, they they look, they see everybody loving each other and 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 helping each other. Like imagine, like if you see a homeless person on the side of the street, um, I couldn't imagine how many cars pass them by. Probably hundreds, maybe if they're out there for a few hours, uh, maybe close to a thousand, maybe you get into thousands, I don't know. And let's say that they're like at a red light. What if every single car 
who stopped at a red light gave the, that person a dollar, maybe five dollars, whatever the case, just gave him at least a dollar. Now, we can police whatever they do with the money, but let's say that they have good intentions where they, they either need food or they need a place to stay for the night or, or just like uh, something to get them kick-started on, on turning their life around. The government will shut down. Like I said, the, the, all the world governments would go into a frenzy because they're like, oh my goodness, people are hating each other? What? Like, how, how, how will we survive? So yeah, so that's my challenge to anybody listening to this is, is whenever you listen to this, whatever day it is, either compliment somebody, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a family member or if you're at the store or, or whatever. If you see a homeless person, give them at least a dollar, something. I mean, whether it's in coins or cash, whatever you have, at least a dollar, you know, like, help somebody, just, just care about somebody else a little bit more than yourself, see the difference it makes in you, see the difference it makes in them, and then imagine the difference it can make if everyone did that, so, that's my, it's my mini little challenge, to anybody listening to this. With that being said, like I said, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To continue to listen to Think For Yourself, past and future episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more that will be linked in the description below on whatever platform you're on. It's completely free and takes two seconds, ideal so that you'll never miss an episode.